You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. This is episode 250 of Horsemanship Radio, brought to you by handsongloves.com, the all-in-one revolutionary bathing grooming gloves. Horsemanship Radio is part of the family of the Horse Radio Network, and today we're in for a treat, Jen. We're listening to trainer Jamie Jennings asking interesting questions of Monty Roberts. This is Debbie Lauks, and you're listening to Horsemanship Radio. Thanks for joining us. Horsemanship Radio airs on the 1st and the 15th of the month, and I have my producer, Jen, with me today. Hi, Jen. Greetings! I love I love training question episodes. Yes, I know you do. We we put them in every once in a while just to keep your interest so we know you're, you're not falling asleep on me. That's while right. Training. That's right. Because it, it has to, yeah. And I love it because even when the question isn't something... I feel personally that I need to address. Mm -hmm. There's invariably lots of little nuggets in there that I I say to myself, self, I could apply that to something I am. Ah, Very good. Got to listen for that. You know, I always tell people too, they say, oh, I don't have to watch this series because I don't have a horse that does that yet, you know? And like, yet was the operative word. (laughs) Yet, yet. Yes, there we go. It is true. It's a little bit like, when you have to take lots of different courses, you're a biology major in college. Why in the world do you have to take English literature kind mm-hmm. of a thing? Mm-hmm. Because there are so many things that apply in lots of different ways. And this interview or conversation, I should say, it's not really an interview. It's more of a conversation mm-hmm. is no different. I knew what the questions were going to be beforehand because I had the notes. Yeah. Yeah. And none of them jumped out to me and said, oh, that's going to be good for me. And yet, oh, first question, up, oh, there's some things in there I can use. Second question, oh, my gosh, there's stuff I can there I can use as usual. Yeah. So um, without much further ado, we're going to get to that. But there is further ado, but not a lot. The further ado is we have to say thank you to Hands on Gloves, which can be found at your local tax shop or at handsongloves.com for sponsoring this here episode because without its great sponsors, Hands-On Gloves and Monty Roberts University, this podcast wouldn't happen. Yesterday, I was out giving Nigel, my OTTB, a good deep clean. It's springtime. Oh, oh yay. Are you starting to lose hair already? You we are. are they, both of ours are shedding like gangbusters. Ah. It's, it's February, for goodness sake. Oh, yeah, right. But they're <laughs> shedding like gangbusters and... One of the tough areas to get shed out on a horse are the bony bits, legs, knees, hips. Mm -hmm. The hair, especially on their legs, is very dense, and it wants to lay very flat because it's in charge of protecting those bony areas. That's right. And you struggle to find a tool that can be effective at getting that off. And if you don't get that shedding hair off, you end up with cannon bone crud or cannon bone scurf where you That's finally true. get in there and you scrub and it gets greasy and it all falls out and it bald spots. You seen that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Well, guess what? If you use hands-on gloves, you won't have that problem because it scrubs the hair off. Exactly. I use them on our mini too. 
And, you know, those are tiny little bones in there and everything too, but you can't really see those knees from up top, you know, so you you reach down in there and you know, you're not going to be bothered. You know, they feel good on their legs. I think it's, you know, as opposed to what, you know, a stiff brush that doesn't bend around them and everything. I get my hands in there and feel up and down. And, and uh, I had a guy out here, one of our boarders is lovely gentleman. He's a surfer dude, you know, we're in mm-hmm. California, right? He's a surfer dude in, in the morning. And then he comes over and rides his horses in the afternoon. He's a really cool guy. Richard is his name. And um, he said, oh man, I pulled my horses out of the field today and they're just, we've had rain. So they're rolling in everything. You know, they're just a mess. And he said, I don't want to do this again tomorrow, but I'm going to wash these guys and I'm going to keep them in up in the sand paddock. And I said, great. You know, um, do you have your stuff here? And he goes, no, I wasn't prepared to wash them. I went, ha ha. <laughs> I am going to equip you right now with a little shampoo and a pair of hands on gloves. He did those two horses in like five minutes. It was so good. He's like, I love these. And you remember, cause he had both hands on them too. These little right. quarter horses. It was twice too. as fast. They were shiny when he was all done. I was real excited about it. Yay. So check them out. Go to your local tax short stack. <laughs> Go to your local tax store and ask for, or look for hands on gloves they come in a pair, unlike everybody else's grooming grooming gloves. So you can use both hands or one or the other to keep one for you and give one to your friend. Or you can also yeah. find them online at handsongloves.com. And now, on with the show. Jamie Jennings was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. She had been training horses and people for years. But upon seeing Monty's methods at a demonstration, she wanted to learn more. From there, she was able to travel to the Monty Roberts International Learning Center multiple times, spending ample time with Monty and all of the talented instructors there, and received her certification in the summer of 2018. Jamie and her husband, Chad, are located in Norman, Oklahoma, where she offers Monty's certification courses. Jamie competed in the sport of three-day eventing all across the country, and her favorite thing to do is transitioning horses from off the racetrack to their second careers. She also has a deep love for Mustangs. Jamie is also the host of a hugely successful podcast Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network. And we all know Monty, my renowned father, horse trainer. I, I think he's really a horse behaviorist, too. He, he enjoys the equine psychology. So he and Jamie sat down to kibitz about not only equine psychology, but how to solve for problems. And you auditors sent in your questions and they juried them. And we came up with some real golden nuggets. So I'm excited that I have Jamie Jennings and Monty Roberts. This is like the dynamic duo. When people get these episodes, they win awards and do all kinds (laughs) of crazy things. Hi, Jamie. How are you? Hello. Thank you so much for for giving me this opportunity. You know, if I'm doing this, it's because I need help. So, (laughs) well, here comes here comes the SOS, Dad. So, Monty Roberts, Jamie Jennings. I think Jamie has some questions for you, and they might actually help her keep her business. I think yeah. that's <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I got those little um, lead-ins to what's going on, and you know what they told me? They what? told me that some time ago, I guess two, three, four years ago, uh, I thought I knew everything about horses and what they do and why they do it and how to change the things they're doing. Okay. And then Uh every dang day, they seem to come up with something new that I haven't dealt with before. 
Well, let and me give I, I, let me give everybody the backstory because I'm I'm hoping you're not talking about the problem that I'm having and you're gonna have a perfect solution, but I probably should tell everybody because they don't know what the question that I have is. Should I do that first? Sure. <laughs> so I had a Philly. It belongs to a friend of mine. She is a three-year-old, half Andalusian, half KWPN, uh, three-year-old Philly, very big, very long, very lanky. And we decided just to put, you know, one or two rides on her and she was going to bring her back in the spring when she's grown a little bit. So she brought her over. This filly has been raised in a herd with several other babies, has been handled, you know, on a regular basis. And so my friend brought her over in a trailer to her first, her first ever going outing anywhere. This filly, and she's like, she's really, really calm. The filly unloads doesn't care that she's anywhere new, which is always a little, usually you expect a little like snorty, like, Oh my God, I'm here. Nope. Just unloaded. Totally fine. Give her some time, put her in the round pin. And I go to ask for join up and, and Monty, she would, she wouldn't move. I mean, I sent this mare away and I was using a, the black lines. I ended up getting a flag out. I had plastic on a stick. And I mean, I barely got her into a trot. I was way more tired than this Philly was. <laughs> I was exhausted. So finally I just gave up and I turned my shoulders to the side and she came right on up to me, a perfect join up because that's all she wanted to do anyway, was to be standing next to me. So I started doing the, you know, let's get her vulnerable areas, legs and feet, totally fine for everything. I tacked her up, put the saddle on her first girth ever. She doesn't care. Sent her around. I put the long lines on her, long lined her, barely got her to trot, maybe one canter step in the long lines, but I have the long lines to help me. Um, and then it was okay, well, let's get on and see what happens. So brought her to the middle, took the long lines off. And then I had her owner was going to be my lead. So what we do is, you know, we belly the horses and then we move them around a little bit. And so I am on, I'm on my mounting block. I cheat. I have the mounting block and I lean over her back and I'm like, okay, take her forward. And this Philly won't move, will not move. Wouldn't take a step. I mean, the, 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 the owners, you know, like pulling the, the halter and turning her and trying to get her to move, couldn't get her to take a step. So I get down. I'm like, okay, let's work on leading a little bit. So she goes to just lead her forward. I'm having to get behind her and jumping jacks and clap my hands just to get her to take a step forward. Get one step. We praise her. We scratch her. Did that a couple times. Maybe got her thinking forward. I go to belly her again. Get on her. Belly. She won't move. I mean, not a dang step. And at that point I was like, we're done. I'm calling Monty. So here you are, please help me. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I, I, I really appreciate your description because I can trust you and I've been through other horses with you and I know that you know what you're doing. Oftentimes you get a call from somebody and they have no clue what they're doing and they can't really describe the thing like you have. So I appreciate that. Um, and I don't have to ask you this question, but I will ask it for everybody else. You do know what positive pigmotaxis is, don't you? Yes, sir. Okay. I'm going to explain to the audience that positive pigmotaxis is that uh, psychological uh, system whereby the equus, equus caballus, goes into pain and not away from pain. They don't go away. 
The reason for that goes back to their predators and so forth. They could handle their predators going in and kicking them instead of running away. When they run away, the predators will grab the hind legs and take them down and kill them and eat them. So the ones that would go into the pain lived on. And what you have is an extreme positive thigmotaxic horse, a filly. That's what you have. And any time she feels the chance that life could be taken from her by a bunch of predators that want to put this thing on my back and get up there and they're going to eat my throat out. And so I don't move. I go into them. I don't move. And so I ask some questions because I want to know previous what happened. Did you, after you got her, did you put her in a little paddock at all or anything? Well, she just came for the afternoon. So when she arrived, I put her in our arena. I, I let them all walk around in the arena and get to know that because they're going to go there next. Okay. So she, did, she, did she move around the arena with them? She just walked. Just walked yeah. around. No, Did didn't... any of them do anything else but walk? Any of who? It was, she was the, by the her... horses she was in. Oh, she was by herself. She was by her. Well, she had one friend with her and they just both kind of walked around. Her friend is a seasoned, you know, traveler who's been here a hundred times. So I put them, we brought both of them together, put them out in the arena and they both just walked around. And you, Okay. Now, could you go in that arena with your flag on a stick and get the other one to move around? Yes. And? And she kind of ambled around with her, but she didn't. She didn't take off. She didn't blow up. She just is like this filly that just is like the most, I mean, I say level-headed, but dull is kind yeah, of a no, better I, word. I, I, I got all that now, but here's my point. You're making my case for me, the case I have coming, okay. uh, not that I've said it yet, but you're making my case for me because she seemed rather normal when you were sending the other horse away. She seemed rather normal. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. She was feeling safe. She was not feeling threatened. Now, I don't know what has caused, and probably none of us know, except to say that God does it uh, with generation after generation that become eaten when they run away. So they go into pressure, into pain, positive thigmotaxis. Now, if you're going to get through that, you may have a fantastic horse on your hands because the horse that thinks with you instead of for you is a better individual to do the jumping with or the roping with or whatever you want to do, the working cow horse or the, you know, gated horse. If they will do it with you, they will do it better than the doing it because they're afraid not to do it. So you have a potential for a very good horse here, in my opinion. All right. Now, you know the dually halter. Has she had a dually halter on her? She has had a dually halter on her, yes, and she had it on her in the round pen. Okay. And did you hook to the dually halter and try to get her to come forward at a trot or anything like that? Um, I did not attempt to trot. We just attempted just walking and that was challenging enough. 
Yeah. And, and why was it challenging? What was challenging about it compared to other horses? She just wouldn't move. Well, that's challenging. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that she just was, you know, not eager to move and you had to kind of drag her along. I mean, Monty, I put this, I put it on the clip and I put it on the regular part of just the halter, just to think or get her thinking forward. So I made it the dually halter and the regular halter and you attach the lead rope and you go to walk forward and she just stands there. I mean, I went left. I went right. I went forward. I went back. Okay, I practiced. Okay. Okay. The- okay. okay. <laughs> so you, you, you tried to get her to come forward and she didn't. Correct. Right. Okay. Now, forget the regular halter ring. You're going to go to the nose ring. Okay. 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 Now, do you still have that same rider that you had before that we worked with some problems with? Yes, sir. Okay. And he ropes, doesn't he? He does, yes. Okay. So he knows how to dally. Correct. You've watched him dally? I mean, I've seen y'all do rope stuff. I'm I'm not quite sure what dally is, but dally is when you wrap something around the horn, right? Yeah. Yep. Correct. Okay. <laughs> You've seen him do that? Yes. Okay. So it's extremely important that he realizes that you're not trying to cause her any pain. You're not trying to berate her or to force her to do anything. He goes in there with, it's better to have a rope than the line, but you could use the line, but it's not so good for the human hand and it doesn't wrap around the horn terribly well. So a snap on a, 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 you know, a standard kind of grass rope is the best way to go. And you should have between 20 and 30 feet of this grass rope. And the, the rope should be about one inch kind of rope, three quarters to an inch and a half, but a, a, a three quarter inch and, and, and an inch is, is the best rope, okay. 20, 30 feet of it. And then you put a snap on one end of it. You, you, you braid a snap on the one end, braid it on, not tape it on, not get funny about any glue or anything <laughs> like that. You, you braid it on. I'm sure he'll know how to do that. And, uh, and you braid the other end so that it doesn't fray out. Are, are you with me so far? Yes, sir. Okay. Then you just put the horse in the arena or a round pin. Any way you can do it. You just do it like you did it before. And there's the horse in the middle of the round pin. And he goes in there on uh, his... Let's say his child's uh, retired rope horse, a, a quiet gelding that's had a lot of roping done on him. Yes, There's sir. There's a lot of them in your country. We have one. Uh, We're good. Okay. <laughs> and and he, he gets on that horse and he walks big circles around the horse in question. Just walks big circles. And you say, he can't walk big circles. She won't move. Mm -hmm. So when she doesn't move, he rides against the dually halter. Okay. And when she pulls back, I don't know if, have you seen her pull back? 
She did not pull back. She just planted, just stood there. Okay. So he just stands against that rope. You follow me? Yes, sir. It's around his horn. And he just stands with the weight of his horse against that rope. Okay. And uh, he has a beer or he smokes a cigarette (laughs) or whatever he does. He just sits there. He just sits there with tension on the line. Okay. And she may say, you know, I'm going to pull back. And when she pulls back, you try to keep your horse in exactly the same position. No giving to her on the pullback. Okay. Oh, she jumps in the air and she strikes out, whatever. But she ends up a couple of steps forward. And he just sings a song to himself, coils his line as he's riding toward her. And she's frozen on the ground. That's my guess. She's just frozen. I don't move. When I feel fear, I don't move. And he rides right up and rubs her between the eyes. Sits there for 20 seconds. And rides away. And as he rides away, he gives to her. No pulling. No demand at all. He just rides away loosening his coils in his hand until he gets almost to the end of his line, 20 feet or 30 feet, almost to the end of it. And then he dallies and he goes back into that come here attitude of the weight of his horse against that line. And those steps will increase daily. And the rubbing of the head will cause some licking and chewing in the second day and third day. And then you keep it up. And pretty soon, you make the circle and she comes and her nose is close to your knee on the horse. And you say, I'm going to trot. Oh, no, I'm not trotting. I'm barely walking. And I didn't like walking in the first place, but (laughs) I ain't trotting. So you trot right to the you know, last 10 feet of the, of the rope that you have and you dally again and you sit against it and you repeat the process that you had when you were walking. And I'm telling you that unless there's something that has happened with this horse that we're not aware of within three or four days, your man is going to, what's his name? Barrett. Barrett. Yeah. Barrett's going to be able to canter his horse around with her cantering at his knee. Okay. And then you put the saddle on. Okay. And you canter. And then you put your rider on and you canter. Okay. And pretty soon she says, you know, when I canter, they don't kill me. I thought they were going to kill me, but they don't kill me. So I go forward. That's the dually halter. In fact, I'm telling you that that's how I invented the dually halter. I didn't know what I was doing. I was in a corral in Salinas Rodeo Grounds. It might have been 46, 47. It was right after the war, I know, when I started roping. And um, I remember having a horse. It was a Mustang. 
And this Mustang would not lead. And they, they, they bought the Mustang. They bought him. What do you call it? Uh, they adopted the Mustang out of the herd, these people. And then they called me and said, he won't move. We can't <laughs> move him. He'll move if you leave everything off of him and you go out there with a, a flag on a stick or something. He'll move. But you put anything on his head and he freezes. Mm-hmm. He won't move. Well, I'm, I'm a kid of 10 or 11 years of age. But I, I don't know. But I ran my rope through the ring on the left side, over the nose, snapped it to the ring on the right side, and did exactly what I just told you, only because the horse was telling me, that's the way you're going to get me to come forward. Gotcha. And within three days, I could canter around the racetrack with this horse cantering right beside me. That was a safe place. Mm -hmm. But you need a dallier. I don't want you doing it. <laughs> and, well, I don't want you to lose a finger or something. But he, there you he, go. He, he's, if he's taught himself uh, how to dally, that's what you have to have. And he has to know how to come loose from it. If your horse is going to go over backwards and bash their head in, he has to know quickly how to come loose from it and how to get it back again. Okay. And you could send me videos, as you know, um, of what he's doing. And I could make suggestions, but I bet you he will understand quicker than you can imagine. I I can't wait to let him listen to this and tell him to get mm-hmm. to work. This is going to be great. I hope everybody listens to it. That's how the Dooley Halter was born. And uh, we have them for sale. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. So this, yes. this is an extended commercial yeah. <laughs> for the Dooley Halter. Not really I'm retired, uh, but Debbie's on the line, and she, yeah. she's handling I told him that to say part that. of it. Yeah, no. yeah, she told me to make sure I talk about the Dooley Halter. But I'm just telling uh, you, the Dooley Halter is say. the answer. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 watched an, I watched other people do other things. And one of those things was to run the rope through the halter, around the hips of the horse, mm-hmm. And back through the halter, tie it off, and then you pull them forward with a hip rope on them. Yes. Through the halter. And that's okay, except that you hurt a lot of horses that way because they'll kick at it. They'll do funny things. They'll run over you. Um, there's a lot of problems. So then I watch people who, who also told me that uh, I was crazy not to use it was to run it through the halter and around where the girth goes Mm. out between the front legs through the halter out between the front legs dally and you squeeze but you're actually telling them that the squeezing of that rope around their girth area uh, is something they're going to have to deal with with the saddle and you kind of have several ways you have to work at it the halter free and clear of any of that. And it's so sensitive that they'll come forward much quicker than they will around the hips or the girth. Okay. Fantastic. And I want to see, I want to see the videos and Mm -hmm. I want, I want you to know that I haven't learned everything yet, but (laughs) this is one thing I have learned. And did I ever heard any horses doing this? Yes. Why? 
because I didn't release the dolly quick enough when they wanted to really fight. Okay. So if you they really to, go to fight, you got to release and then just try it, start over. Yeah. And, 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 uh, Barrett should know that one of the things you do to release is you ride in that big circle, cantering your horse if you can, and it, and they can't pull and turn the circle at the same time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they'll jump up off of it and then you release them and go rub the forehead. Gotcha. Makes sense. Well, this is fantastic information. Thank you so much. I never, ever, ever would have thought of that. So <laughs> that's well, eventually you would have, if you had enough bad ones like this, you would have. <laughs> <laughs> and, and remember that I had 150 a year for quite a few years there. Not that I taught each one of them to lead, but I taught a lot of them to lead, really did a lot of them to lead, including yes. Brownie, who was one of the toughest of all. And turned out to be a champion for me. Yes, sir. Mustang. Well, this is fantastic. Do you, do you have time to answer a couple other questions from listeners? Well, I don't. I don't know the questions yet, so I don't know how long <laughs> the answer. <laughs> okay. But I'm I'm here for you. Why don't we take a quick break right here and hear from our sponsor, Monty Roberts University. A couple of years ago, I don't know how long ago it was now, mm-hmm. but uh, we we uh, had you on a, a number of our shows talking yeah. about the Equus Online University, which had just yeah. come out. It has developed. It's become better with the search engine in it, and it's become better with the forum because we have such an amazing forum. You know, a lot of those forums, people get on there and go, oh, no, you're not. Yes, you are. No, you're not. Yeah, usually it's, it ends up with the whiners on forums. <laughs> exactly. Right. And it's not. What I see is a mentoring. Actually, it's, it's almost the polar opposite. Because um, the, we, we do give these rosettes out for people who've completed so many lessons. And uh, once the rosettes started, now we have, uh, we're up to five rosettes uh, for somebody who's watched every lesson. And you, you have those rosettes by your forum uh, personality in your profile and uh, so you can really see who's watched all these things so it gives them credibility when they come in and say hey if you watch this lesson so people come on there and they're using it as a um, as a training tool frankly you know and they get on there and and I'm not bragging on on the university as the greatest training tool which I think it is but it's also a great place for people to be mentored as they begin their journey with horses. Um, it really, it really is cool. So when they watch the lessons and they can watch them over and over again, as many times as they want, they get the lesson notes, they get audio, they get visual, and then they've got the forum to kick around too. Plus we've got now since 2004, every week without fail, we put up a Q and a from Monty himself. He chose the question, he answered it and we put it in a database and that's actually free for everybody to search and get to. It's, it's open on our, um, Equus online university. In other words, it's a non-subscriber open source forum too. uh, not forum, but a Q and a base. Uh, the forum is not, you're, you're behind a subscriber wall for the forum just so we know who's talking, but it is, um, it is, 
it's been an incredible experience actually to put these together with Stefan Peters and Will Simpson. You know who I'm talking about. These these guys have won everything yeah. in their worlds. And uh, Charlotte Bradals and and if I get started, Rich Richard Winters and so many guest lecturers that are on there too. So some people ask, why is it called university? Well, that's what a university is. It's uh, it's not just one opinion. It's not just one deliverer. You know, and and I think that's the difference between the uh, everybody is putting out a YouTube these days and they're free. So people ask us sometimes, why do you charge like up to $10 a month? And well, it's, it's expensive to make the university. Everybody knows quality is, is, uh, not cheap, but it, it's really our mission statement. And I know that sounds a bit trite, but it's true <laughs> when you, when you've worked at it for five years, just to get all that quantified and on there, they're just almost no subjects we haven't covered at this point. But, um, but dad and I were looking at the list and he goes, Hey, I'm going to be making videos until well into my 90s. And I went, yes. So, <laughs> promise and sign here. <laughs> so, so we do have, we do have a lot of subjects left to go and a lot of people we want to still get on there. What do you think of it, Glenn? Well, I think that one of the things about training horses as it, same as training anything really, yeah. uh, is that you're, you're going through stages and you're always coming up to a new, problem to solve uh-huh. or a new issue to deal with. And what I like about the university now that you have so much content on there mm-hmm. is that whatever issue you're running into, there's going to be something on there to help you. So not many people are going to go on there and watch all, you know, all the videos mm-hmm. uh, because there's just so many of them. What you're going to, what you're going to want to do is go on there and you're going to want to watch the videos that relate to the situation you're in currently with okay. that particular horse. Um, and, and that's what I like about it is it has, it has so much content now that whatever you're dealing with, you're probably going to find an answer somewhere, somehow. And if not, you can go to the forum. Yeah. So, you know, that's what I, I really like about it is wherever you're at now is where you can find that situation. Plus, you know, YouTube is so full of crap now. And I'm not saying that every video on there is crap, but there are, we all know what we're talking about. Uh, there are some that are. And, you know, one of the things that, I really like about this is you know you can trust it. Uh, you know that w- what you're seeing is something you can trust. I've tried doing repairs on uh, appliances and things off of YouTube videos. <laughs> and, and you know, some of them are good, some are not so good. And some, one of the things I couldn't get back together again. So, oh. was, you know, was, you know that, <laughs> at least you didn't hurt yourself. That's right. Good. <laughs> so that's what I really like about it. And for that, yes, it costs a few, it costs a few pennies to do it, but it's worth it. Uh, nice. you know, it's worth it to do it right. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And it is tried and true. Everything on there is so tried and true. If not, you know, we'd be, they'd be throwing tomatoes at us in the forum. <laughs> but it really does work. And, and we, we are so happy that, uh, so many people have been, um, interested enough at least to go there, you know, and I should plug in the, the website right now is, um, www.montyrobertsuniversity.com, um, because people can get a free day pass on there and go see what we're talking about and, uh, and check out that search engine too. You can put in the weird little keywords and you, you find all kinds of crazy stuff. It really is cool. And it breaks it down by, um, not just the lessons first, then it goes into the Q and A database and then it goes into the forum. So you can actually pick and choose where you, um, pick up those keywords from too. So, um, it, it's great. And then you also have little challenge questions, which I love the little tests at the end. You know, there's always four questions at the end of your lesson to make sure that, you know, you were, you were watching. And, um, if, if you get it wrong, it just says, want to try again? <laughs> and so you, by process of elimination, you get it right. And then it, it moves you on. And that's how you get your rosettes that you've accomplished that, um, 
that lesson and that you get to move on. But I, you know, what you just said is so important because when we were setting this idea up, um, nothing really existed like it. We didn't want it to be first you have to do one and then you have to do number two and then you have to do number three. And like it was some sort of programmed process. Yeah, because that, that never go. works. It doesn't. It, <laughs> no. you know, because we wanted people who were amazing trainers to jump in there and go, this is what I, you know, what does Monty say about this? Or what does this trainer say about that? Uh, and they could be at a world-class level or it could be a very beginner saying, where do I start first? And you, you can just go down the lessons if you want. But, you know, it's like you said, if all of a sudden you have a horse that won't load and you didn't have one last week that didn't load, you know, you go to the loading lessons right. and it's exactly. a whole series on it. <laughs> And it's MontyRobertsUniversity.com. That's it. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Okay. Well, we'll start with this one. Um, it says, hi, Jamie. I have a question for Monty. Uh, my horse hates to canter for long periods. Unless the rider has a super strong leg, he won't go for more than a few minutes. Because he was abused, I will not use a whip. Uh, which is what everyone suggests. He has been thoroughly checked by vet, dentist, chiropractic. He's sound and healthy. Everyone says he's lazy. And how can I make him want to canter more undersettled than force him to do so? This is a woman who came and did the intro clinic with me. So she's very much aware of your concepts and just wants to do right by her horse. Nice. Okay. Legs, a strong leg, unless you have a strong leg. Legs will cause a horse to go forward because they've been trained for as a baby to go forward when you use your legs against the ribs. However, if they go into this business of parking, so when they're a little bit tired, they can beat you, strong legs or not, by just stopping. Now, you can get a whip, and they will go into the whip and eventually they'll kick out behind or they'll rear up or something like that. Giddy up rope. It's a rope that does not cause pain. It's a braided cotton soft rope. And it has a gathering at the end of it that just kind of makes a popping sound when you do it. And you do not whip it like a whip, you flick it back and forth like a romel in front of you, and it comes down on the horse's hip behind and goes woof, 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 like that, and the horse will go forward. When the horse goes forward, you stop the use of the rope, and it just hangs down there. And then they say, that isn't such a bad deal. It never hurt. If it hurts, they're going to try to figure out how to stop. When I first uh, started to make that commercially here on the farm and show people how to use it, they brought me horses. You can't begin to know the number of horses they brought me that would just park it. Walkers, they were called. And bingity, bingity, bing. We've got some uh, videos that show that in three or four days, I got a horse that will just go wherever I ask as fast as I ask. And it's the leaving alone. It's the stopping that is their prize. That's their trophy. So then they learn how to go. Let's go. Uh, but if you cause pain, they'll say, let's stop. And mm -hmm. I'll go into that pain. Okay. 
Now, I have another another question that's, I think, similar to this that you might answer the same. And it's another woman that has a warm blood, a Irish warm blood. And she says, when I touch the sides with my legs or hands, this horse is four. Um, and I started him when he was three. And he's just this big, giant kind of like cranky, angry, I call, I, we, we called him, uh, we called him names, uh, but, but <laughs> she said now, if she's sent him to be ridden even more after I started him. And she said, now when I touch his sides with my legs or my hands, he pins his ears. He doesn't enjoy working. His training is going so slow because I have to be mindful of his bad attitude. I don't want to push him too hard, but then I can't make progress either. Is that also a giddy up rope situation? How do you spell giddy up rope? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you should also, has, has the vet cleared everything? Right? Yes. That yeah. horse has okay. been completely cleared oh, by the yeah. vet and everything. So, um, yeah. you okay. both, it seems like both of these horses, the answer is kind of the same. And I would like to point out that there is a lesson on Monty Roberts university.com <laughs> called right. Walter won't go, go forward. forward. It's my That's favorite right. lesson on the entire university. It's Monty riding a horse named Walter who won't go forward. And it is the <laughs> best explanation and demonstration of the giddy up rope that you could imagine. So I would encourage everybody to go take a look at that. Perfect. Yeah. And, um, you know, I remember back when you first came to me, you had some Mustangs and stuff and there was this problem and that problem. And, and you were in the process of learning my concepts and the giddy up rope became very, very helpful to you in some areas and uh, other situations that I've learned, uh, got away from any pain and toward the business of celebrating rather than punishing. Yes. And, uh, that's how we get a good horse mm. out of it. So, nice. you know, and I, I'm not a namby pamby if it, if pain would cause them to do the thing better, um, I'd probably use some pain on a horse too. But not only do I not like using pain, it's also not very effective. And mm -hmm. some of these things that I do that are pain-free are a lot more effective than anything yes. with the pain. I totally agree. So um Another one is how do you encourage a horse to ignore other horses and pay attention to his work? Every session with my horse involves at least 15 minutes of trying to catch his attention. Usually long lining does it before he settles down. Um, if there are other horses in the arena, it takes even longer. So how do you get your horse to listen to you when you're it's the winter and you've got five horses in the indoor or whatever? Okay. So this one is pretty difficult because you are dealing with Equus Cabalus. They are 200 million years old, a lot older than we humans. They have learned that herd is safe and singular is not safe. That's what they've learned. And they learned it 200 million years ago with those surviving because they herded up and protected one another from that big cat. And maybe somebody lost his life, but it would be the one that wasn't so herd bound. So that they're herd bound animals that we want to be part of their herd. We want them to come with us. So you keep going, uh, yeah, go to those arenas where they have horses, ride them around with the giddy up rope 
And as soon as they pay attention to horses more than you, boom, with the giddy up rope and go somewhere, do a figure eight or something, and then stop, release your reins, give them a rub. And they say, oh, you're not so bad. Maybe I like you as much as I do those other horses. Okay, Monty, I just got a new horse, and this is the second one that I've kind of got from the same situation. And they're both Western working Western horses. The one that I have now was like on a feedlot moving cattle around. And then the other one was kind of doing the same thing, roping and all this. And what I've found is that both these Western type working horses, they it's like nobody's ever kissed them on the nose. You know what I mean? Like I'm squishy with my horses. I love them. These horses, both the first one that has been here about three months has really come around, but I just bought this pony, this little Western working pony, um, not show horses like, you know, doing the dirty work. Um, and, and they just don't like people that they're hard to catch. They don't have, is there something that is, that happens to the Western horse, you know, versus like all the horses that I start through your concepts, they all love people and they want to be around. What am I missing? What happens to these guys to make them kind of so standoffish and, and, and not really liking humans? R O M A L Y. What, what does that mean? What is that? (laughs) Romal. Ah, they're getting swatted. Okay. Oh, Mm -hmm. they're whipped. They're all whipped. All those Western horses are whipped. When these guys saw me going, you know, I, I whipped horses when I was in my early years. My father would whip on me if I didn't whip the horse. And I learned that those horses that have been whipped will hide from you for a while and then they'll take a nip at you or they'll back their ears and tell you to get away. And I started getting on them, rubbing their ears, putting my chest on their crest, on their mane, my arms around their neck, rub them up under the eyes, on the forehead, down between their ears, on the forehead if they're size the size I can do that with and I was as a child I was doing it bareback a lot and those same horses were said to me to be vicious they would bite you and they would love me they would stop biting me and you can you can get your dog and 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 it's the same thing there's people that train dogs with pain. There's people that really use uh, vicious methods to train dogs. And those dogs will always be a concern about, are they going to take a run at you and bite your hands off? Um, But if you love them, if you ever, you know, any time, not just uh, loving them because they're alive, but you wait for some little thing that they do that's in your genre that you want to have happen and then rub, put your arm around their nose, rub them up between the ears, under the eyes and walk away. 
and pretty soon you'll see them walk toward you a step or two. And they enjoy being loved more than the horse that's just normal because mm-hmm. they know the other way. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was like they're kind of compliant, but detached and kind of fearful, you know. So and and it's funny, I this little pony that I just got, he you walk up to him, he's gonna pin his ears. I make a point to just go up and scratch him and rub him and then just walk away. And he's kind of the 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 first one that I got, he now knickers at the gate for me where before I well, it there took you are. It took me half an hour to catch him. So I just didn't know why these two horses, both in this particular genre of horse life, both had the same thing. And it's just. Well, just... You, you, you've discovered it on your own. And, um, you know, you what you didn't do was stop and think how effective that was and then go back and do more and more and more of it. Some of them you will never pull over because. They just said, you know, we know that you, you human beings, and I, I don't trust you. I'm not going to do it. And dogs do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, but most of them will see that that person is okay. We have a dog right now, a young puppy, that's decided that a new housekeeper is not welcome. Oh, no. Wh- why that is, we don't know. She has a different color hair. Uh, gray, she's gray headed, uh, than the one that was here before. Um, Telvi uh, has dark hair, but basically they're both Hispanic. And, uh, and why he should be angry about that, he's probably had a gray haired person that did something maybe when he was a tiny puppy because Pat got him when he was a couple of months old, Pat, a couple of months old. So, and I don't think the the breeder is is a negative person, but he waits for somebody that if you don't understand them, bite them. Mm-hmm. You know, and dogs will often be that way. They are they are canines, which means they are aggressive um, predators, and that's not the horse. The horse is waiting to be understood. And when you do that, they will generally quickly come your way where a dog will take more time and some of them will never give over again. So uh, I've got a chance with this little pony to make him love me. <laughs> like I said, it no, worked you've with got the first more, You've got more than a chance. You've got, uh, I know you, and you've now you've got the knowledge of what's going on in that brain. You will do it. And then I want to call back or an email back. I want information back on what changes you're seeing in that horse, not to feed them. No. Um, the horse doesn't, doesn't train on food very well at all. That becomes another entity in their life. Um, that's not true with the predators. They will train on food because that's what they do. But horses do not eat human food and they don't have humans feeding them by hand. And if they do, they'll take it out of their hand, uh, thinking only about the food and not the human. So you keep the food away, but you get the love in there, rubbing and stuff. I don't know. The horse that Pat rides called Blackie. He was a very, very disunited horse when she got him. 
I rode him a few times and I said, no, Pat, you're not going to ride this horse. You'll get hurt riding this horse. And um, she didn't listen to me. She rode him anyway. <laughs> and she went off now in competition and stuff. And I'm sure I, I, she's sitting here with me, but I feel sure that when and I haven't been to any shows with her at all, but I'm pretty darn sure that when she goes to a show with him, he kind of looks for her and comes to her and regards her as a friend. She's nodding her head now. He knickers for her. Um, yeah, and he was not easy now. And he was with a professional trainer before uh, that maybe was a little more aggressive than he should have been. But he was dangerous. Man, oh, man. I rode him a few times, and he would fly apart at the slightest things. And now Pat rides him around. He's, he's absolutely uh, in love with her. Um, I, well, Blackie is a very special horse and she's done amazing with him. So, I, I mean, it, so there's a chance we're going to make all these horses our friends. And, and it was such to me, getting this pony was such a fun opportunity to see if I can take that horse and turn it into what I consider a, a happy mount and mm. uh, one that wants to work as opposed to one that feels like it has to. Um, and I think that's kind of the mental change that I'm going to have to see in this guy and who knows how long it'll take, but Monty, I thank you so much for your time. I have a, a million more questions. And so we'll just have to do this again real soon. If, if you don't mind. Yeah, that, that's, that's fine. And I'm happy to do it. And uh, you bring things to my mind. Um, this is my life to change the world away from violence with horses. So I welcome this kind of thing and, and it, it, it's fine. Um, what I wish in life is that I could get people to treat me as I treat horses and, and, and my life would be a lot better, but people are unpredictable. They're unpredictable. No. And they are often very negative because we're half predator and half flight. And uh, so it's more difficult. I'm not a, a psychologist for humans, but I believe I am a psychologist for Equus. I just wish I could train people as, as well as I can train horses. Well, you changed my life by, by training me. So I appreciate it. And hopefully I'm, I'm carrying on the, the, the job and passing it forward. So. Uh, that's, yeah, that's but the the, lear the learning curve in that is think back at your attitude when you came to me. You were wide open to learn. You listened. You watched. You learned. You repeated, and it worked. A lot of people don't do that. That's right. And particularly in the human to human situation, mm -hmm. um, they 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 will tend to go argumentative they will tend to uh, be angry when they don't have to be angry um, that's just what humans do they choose to be angry they they are sitting in the middle and can go either way horses don't want to be angry and if we do them right we we never see that anger you know the perfect example of what you've done with jamie and uh, side by side is barrett barrett is a mini Monty now. And I know that mm -hmm. his teacher was Jamie. 
So it's a wonderful evolution that we've seen there too. Well, and we mentioned Barrett. He's he's a wonderful boy, college age. So Jamie, you've done a good job. Well, I you know it's it's been awesome. But he came to me with the exact same thing that Monty just said. I came to him with, which was show me everything. I'm going to work hard and have a good attitude and mm. and desire to learn. So hopefully we can just keep that going and pass it on. And That's right and. Uh, Bonte, I, I just thank you so much for, for being on the show today and for lending your uh, knowledge to us a little bit more. And I encourage everybody to go to the university, MontyRobertsUniversity.com. It is well worth the cup of coffee a month you would you know <laughs> miss out on by subscribing. It's fantastic. Over 800 videos. You'll see Monty yelling at me in several of those videos. Good. So. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, no. So, you no. know what? It's good for everybody. <laughs> well, just let me know what's next. Will do. Thanks, Will man. Do. Thanks, you Jamie. Soon. Thanks, Monty. Okay. Thanks for being here. Bye bye. Whisper the language of the herd. Listen, you don't have to say a word. It's time for Jamie Jennings to fetch an email from Monty Roberts' inbox and share a morsel of Monty's wisdom in a little segment we like to call Ask Monty. Leave this world a better place in the magic in the language of the Dear Monty, what should I look for when buying a horse for the first time? Monty's answer. This project has many facets and most of them are critically important if you are to have a positive experience. I go into all these matters in great detail in the educational resources listed in the recommended additional resources section at the back of the book. So here, we'll just mention a few of the factors you will need to consider. I take into consideration the financial aspects, not just of buying the horse, but also of keeping it, as well as the kind of horse one might want and matching the horse to one's own level of skill and experience. Safety is a factor that I stress throughout any advice I give on purchasing a horse. After safety comes health and soundness, the time needed to devote to the horse, and whether or not that time is available. Stabling and who will care for the horse are important. I even go into waste disposal, something that most people forget. In the process of selecting a horse, it is critical to engage the assistance of a veterinarian who specializes in your chosen field. A professional horse person of long-standing good character can be helpful in keeping one from buying the wrong horse. I even recommend a farrier be called in for a quick assessment of the feet and what will be required to keep them right. Please do not simply accept these few important tips as sufficient guidance to prepare you for the purchase of a horse. I have gone into the whole subject in far greater detail in other published work, and it is critically important that you give the proper project consideration before you go ahead. Failing to do a good job of preparing yourself for the purchase of a horse will almost certainly result in a less than perfect outcome. For more of these insights into good horsemanship, go to MontyRoberts.com and click on the words Ask Monty at the bottom of the page. Where in the world is Monty Roberts? Monty is looking forward to meeting some new friends, two-legged and four-legged. In March, here we are. We're marching forward on the 31st, all the way to the end of the month. We have an Easter Mountain Trail play day. Easter 
is when it's on the 31st. Um, you might think, well, what were you doing all of March? Were you uh, you know, playing or what? Riding your horse as well. We had the advanced courses and the advanced exam here. So that's why that's so empty. And then April, we have the introductory course of horsemanship and that's two weeks. So that's the first of the 16th. And then we have the exam straight after. Then in May, we have Miguel Lupiano coming in to teach for us. We have a, on the 4th, we have a mountain trail play day. On the 11th, we have a horsemanship 101. The 13th through the 17th, we have a Monty special training. And the 24th through the 26th, we have a horse sense and healing for our veterans and first responders. Then in June, we have, note this down, because this is going to fill fast. It is filling already. June 10 through 14 is the gentling wild horse course. And then June 21 through 23, Big moment. It's called the movement. And it's our it is our seventh annual movement 2024. And got some stuff up our sleeve on that one. I talked to somebody yesterday who's flying in from New York for that. So very excited. And you can go to the website and find tickets for that. In July, we have 8 through 12, the Monty Special Training. We have 19 through 21, another horse sense in healing. Then the 20th, we have a mountain trail play day. And on the 27th, we have a horsemanship 101. August, we have 5 through 20, another introductory course of horsemanship. Those are super popular because it's the beginning of the certification. So get in there on that. And then we on the 25th, we have a horsemanship 101. In September, we have 9 through 13, the Gentling Wild Horse Course. And then 20 through 22, we have a horse sense and healing. And 29th, we have a mountain trail play day. It's the most beautiful time of the year here, September and October. And in October, we have 7 through 11 is the Monty Special Training. We film all of that and it ends up on the university a lot of times too. So it's really fun. And then the 20th, we have a horsemanship 101. And then the 27, 25 through 27, sorry, October 25 through 27, we have a Mark Bollinger Mountain Trail Clinic. So we'll have three different days of clinics. So we'll get that up on the website real soon. What's that website, Jen? MontyRoberts.com. Got this down. It's, it's your one-stop shop for everything Monty Roberts, including this podcast. The homepage, when you go there, just scroll down a little bit and you'll see a link to all of the episodes. Or you can go to HorsemanshipRadio.com. It's also there. If you want to be old school and talk to a real honest-to-goodness human being who is at Flag is Up Farms, he's not in a foreign country. He's at Flag is Up Farms, the very place I've seen the human. You can call 805-688-6288, and they can help you out with anything you need. And for details about today's show, as I said, go to horsemanshipradio.com, where you're going to find links, photos, and more information about today's guests and topics. And we love your feedback. Great place to do that is on social media. On Facebook, it's Monty Roberts, the one with the little blue check mark. On Twitter, as well as Instagram, it's Monty underscore Roberts. Perfect. Look at that. And many thanks to our sponsors, too. That's handsongloves.com. And it's MontyRobertsUniversity.com. Be sure to visit all the other great shows, too, on the Horse Radio Network at Horse Radio Network. Com. Until next time, have many happy or sours. 